Good morning. Uh, this is Melissa Stilley, superintendent of the Tangipa Parish School System. And today we're having podcast number two. Uh, and the purpose of these podcasts is to really provide information to the public um, about updates with the school system. And uh, today's topic, we're going to be talking about our building projects and how we're going to address the facility needs of all of our campuses. Uh, in particular, most of the conversation will be around phase one building projects. And so um, we're getting ready to roll out about $26 million in projects in our schools to address their facility needs. And so today I have with me Mr. Brett Schnadelbach. And Brett is our chief financial officer for the school district. And uh, while Brett oversees, of course, he has a great team that works with him with the finances of the school system. He also oversees another arm of the system, which is all of our buildings and maintenance and construction. Uh, and so he's here with us today, and he's going to give us some uh, specific insight around some of the work that he's doing uh, in the district around facilities. So uh, welcome Brett today. And Brett's one of the one of the uh, leaders that is he's assistant superintendent level. He's the chief financial officer and he does facilities. He's behind the scenes a lot. You don't see him a lot, uh, but he um, gets a lot of work done in the system and he really keeps the operations moving, especially in all of our facilities. So we appreciate the, what he does for the team and what he does for our school system. So, Brett, you know, uh, the news is, is that we have uh, $2,600 million, 20, 20, 26, not 2600 <laughs> right at $27 million, excuse me, of projects that we're rolling out to address needs in our schools. And so our school board members approved that. It went to the federal judge, and he gave his blessings for us to proceed. And so the, one of the most common questions that I get as superintendent when I'm out and about is how were these projects selected? So, you know, we know that, you know, well, how many schools? We have 32 school Correct. sites, plus we've got satellite offices and all that, but 32 campuses and all of them have needs, obviously, you know, some need more cafeteria space or they may need a gym or they maybe they need a few more classrooms or I mean, everyone has needs but how were these projects for phase one identified like what data did we use to determine this well miss Dilly, we used um, um we, we employed a facility planner csrs they came in and they helped us identify our most critical needs we looked at the current growth in our parish and the schools that are growing that do not have uh, existing capacity to handle the growth in their area. We also, one of the um, concerns that federal court has is the number of trailer classrooms we have. So we also looked at the trailer classrooms on our campuses and that came into a factor too. Um, if you notice the projects that we're gonna talk about, it's mostly in the schools that are growing the most, mm -hmm. the Champ Cooper, Hodgetula High, Hammond High, Hammond Eastside. Those schools are growing significantly, have grown over the last three to four years, um, much more than other schools around our, our parish. Yes, and I was reading something uh, yesterday about just the number of houses that realtors are selling uh, in this area, in, in Tanshpaho, and particularly on the south end, 
Uh, and then just a ride through Bedico and Ponchatoula and east of Hammond, you can see a lot of growth out there. Um, so the focus, and that's how these projects were uh, identified and selected, uh, it was really to sort of almost uh, stop the bleeding, so to speak. I mean, there are immediate needs in which we need to get additional classroom space there, uh, and that's how they were, were uh, planned out and, and selected. Um, now I want to talk a little bit about what are the specific projects in this phase one um, well, actually, before we go into phase one projects, uh, I know we've got uh, projects going on right now. We've got some big things that we've been doing. I don't know if we call it pre-phase one projects or what, but, I mean, we are doing things in our facilities now and well, have been. In our normal business, we are looking at our facilities, and we routinely have major projects that are going on. Uh, current projects that we're hoping to do this upcoming summer is a, a new roof at Midway uh, Elementary School. That's a $550,000 project. Uh, so we're currently in the design phase of that project. We'll uh, put out the project for bid in the next 30 days. Hopefully um, we'll be back at the board and probably within 60 days with mm -hmm. uh, a low quote and seek approval to uh, have a contractor begin that work this summer. Another major project we're working on is at Natalbany Middle School. The, uh, the main campus is raised. The building's quite old. We have some flooring issues. We need to uh, uh, remove the flooring, replace the flooring and the joists. And we're in the, again, design phase of that one. We're hoping in the next 30 days to uh, put it out for bid and come back to the board within 60 days um, with a contractor that hopefully do that work this summer too. Mm -hmm. So, you know, those are some big projects. That project's about $125,000. Back in November, the board approved uh, an HVAC replacement and roof project at Ponchatoula Junior High. Um, this is a project where the HVAC system air conditioned the auditorium, and it sits on the roof, the third floor, mm -hmm. uh, you know, three-story building there, it's up on the roof, so it's going to take some large equipment, some skilled individuals. Uh, we're actually in the process of bidding that out now, and that is work we'd like to get done as soon as possible. Probably could do that one while school's in session and won't have to rely on just doing it during the summer. Mm -hmm. You know, one of the costs that, that's sort of like a, almost like a hidden, hidden projects are those wastewater systems. And we just put in, uh, I, we had bitty basketball last weekend with the grandchildren. And um, I, my attention was called to that plan out there behind the, the middle school gym. We had that beautiful fence around it. And my grandson said, mama, what is this? And I was explaining, I said, that's like a lot of money. <laughs> For sewage, basically. Yeah, that's something parents don't see. You know, in our rural areas where, where we don't have utilities to support the school system, um, we have to provide that ourselves. And wastewater is one of those things we get into the business of. We don't like to be in the wastewater business. We mm -hmm. would love to have be on utility waste system and let them handle it, but that, that isn't the case in every one of our schools. And Laranja is one of those campuses. Yes. Within the last 12 months, we've uh, replaced. we're going to replace the pond we're, we're letting the pond evaporate, and hopefully we'll be able to get the green light from DEA to backfill that pond in. And uh, we've put a mechanical plant there to about $350,000. Mm -hmm. It serves all three campuses, and it's designed in such a way that if the schools continue to grow or if we add another you know, campus or buildings out in that area, that uh, the plant can grow along with it. So mm -hmm. we're excited about and that. And we've also done that in the uh, Natalbany area. That's correct. In the Natalbany Middle School, we've done yeah. that, and we've completed that project. 
uh, about six months ago, and that was about $155,000, dollars $160,000 project. Yeah. All right, Brett. Well, this ends our first segment, and we're going to uh, start our next segment, segment two, which is where we're going to really get into the uh, details of the specific projects in uh, phase one projects. All right, we're going to start phase two, uh, or segment two. We're talking about the phase one projects. And let's talk, go through, Brett, uh, and let's talk about each of the projects that we have scheduled out or that we plan to do uh, in, to our facilities in phase one. So we can talk about those. All right, well, you want to start with um, our, uh, the first project, our Champ Cooper project? Mm hmm well, Champ Cooper is an area where our district is experiencing significant growth. You know, uh, when we implemented our new student assignment plan uh, three years ago, we um, reduced the uh, attendance zone for Champ Cooper School and moved a little over 200 students from Champ Cooper to Hammond Eastside. The enrollment at Champ Cooper at that point was just around 600 kids, a little over 600 kids. Um, since that, in the last three years, that school has grown and the enrollment is about 915. The existing campus, um, with its classrooms and with its trailer buildings, has capacity for right around 800 plus kids. So we're having to use rooms in the library and um, having to exceed our preferred um, student-teacher ratio. Um, so we're um, this is a school that is in great need. One of the phase one projects is the first wing of a three-wing middle school. It's a 10-classroom addition. Um, it will have a, a teacher's lounge, workroom. It will have a, uh, a serving cafeteria with a serving line. That's something I'm really excited about because the current cafeteria mm -hmm. is quite small. Yeah. And um, the cafeteria will be very close to the existing, so the existing cooking cooking kitchen can serve the existing Champ Cooper uh, students and then also serve and cook food for the uh, middle school, mm -hmm. proposed middle building. And what's, what's um, impressive about the growth out there in the Champ Cooper area is that, uh, you know, the data back is like by, by the year 2026, they're looking at a, like a, almost like a 74% growth, which is a, another additional 620 students That's by the correct. end in, in, in 2026. So uh, we've got to work now to begin planning for that growth. That's right. Now, in phase one, we're only building one wing of a three-wing building. So hopefully in phase two, we'll address the other two wings and accommodate that potential growth that we're looking at down the road. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, let's talk about the uh, Punchatoula area, what we have on the plans well, for them. Uh, at, we have a eight-classroom addition at Punchatoula High School. The uh, Punchatoula High School added a new a parcel wing back in early 2000, and uh, what we're proposing is to complete that wing. We'll add eight classrooms. It's the wing that is on the east side of campus, and it would be in the section between the the wing and the gym. And uh, it will the uh, design of the building will be similar to the same roof and structure as the existing building. So kind of incorporated in, it will look like just part of the campus. And the and, you know the projected growth for Punchatoula High School is about another 500 students by 2026. So uh, that'll that'll be here before we know it. I'm sure. Right. That campus is over 1,900 kids right now. Yes. So it is growing. Yes. 
And then we have another project in Ponchatoula at D.C. Reeves. Um, D.C. Reeves is our third and fourth grade school in, in Ponchatoula. And it, it's also some classrooms for, for that area as well. We're going to be able to remove some portables from there, I think. So. That's correct. At D.C. Reeves, it's a, we're proposing an eight-classroom addition with a teacher's lounge. And uh, we'll be able to remove uh, six uh, trailer classroom buildings in a trailer teacher lounge. Um, so it, it will um, help in with our DSEG case in the um, removal of the trailer classrooms and going to more permanent building structures for our students. Mm -hmm. uh, then we have a project at Hammond High School, um, which is exciting as well. Uh, Hammond High School is another one of our schools. It's the International Baccalaureate and of course, they do the medical magnet and a lot of other things, and their enrollment has continued to climb as well. That's right. Hammond High's enrollment's at about 1,650 mm. kids right now, and it's grown over you know over the last few years. It's grown over 200 students, and we anticipate it will continue to grow. There's it's a magnet school, so it's attracting students outside of the Hammond area mm -hmm. to Hammond High. The project we have in plan for uh, Hammond High is a 14 classroom addition. It's a two-story wing. Yeah. So I'm excited about that. It will um, be joined and connected to the main building. So students will have a flow in the hallways mm -hmm. will connect and um, both on the first floor and the second floor. And it will be between the, um, the gym and the medical magnet building in that little uh, area that is on the east side of the main uh, building complex. And of course, those of, of you out there listening would know or may not know, but Hammond High School is a two-story building, the main building, and so this addition is going to match that design and attach to that main building. It'll be two-story as well. That's uh, and so in the Hammond area, oh, Hammond East Side is another school that's that's growing. I don't know. They're like, what, 1,400 now or yes. 1,300 or it's something just, like they're that? They're about 1,350 right yeah. now. And it's, it's, of course, a magnet school, International Baccalaureate, and um, and so we have plans to address the growth or the increased enrollment at that school. Right. We um, we have an opportunity, and uh, our board has approved the purchase of the old Harvest Academy School, which is off of Yoakum Road, uh, near Range Road. It's in the Hammond Side area, uh, attendance zone, and uh, this, uh, we were able to purchase the building and the classrooms, it's 28 classrooms. The, uh, the price of the building with the gym and the facilities and the land is about the half the cost we can construct new. Um, we're going to remodel the building. It will take us probably uh, 12 to 18 months to do the remodeling, so it will not be available for the start of the 21-22 school year. It should be available for the start of the 22-23 school year. Mm -hmm. And it's our intention that a portion of the Hammond East Side uh, students would be zoned to this new campus, and um, it would allow us to uh, uh, provide additional space for magnet attraction at both campuses for Hammond Eastside, and to allow us to remove some up to eight trailer classrooms that we currently have at Hammond Eastside. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's going to be exciting to be able to expand that, and you know the just the traffic alone over by Hammond High and Hammond East Side is uh, the carpool. I mean, I, I've been out there before uh, Monday Magic before. Well, we all have, and and you know just hundreds of cars, and um, we're hoping that the um, separating of this campus into an upper and a lower will help alleviate some of that congestion with traffic as well. 
uh, around ham and high, uh, and we think that will ease that and uh, <clears throat> give a little room. And what I really like about this particular project is that the property on Yoakum Road is, is in the Ham and East Side attendance zone, uh, and it just allows us to, to spread out a little bit and uh, allow more room um, and growth at that school. One of the things I'm excited about is, you know, in addition to being over facilities, I'm also over food service. Uh -huh. And we're going we're gonna to develop the uh, kitchen portion at the uh, Yoakum Road site to have a full kick, a cooking kitchen, and it would help serve uh, some of our existing cooking kitchens. Right now we have 18, so this would be the 19th mm -hmm. uh, cooking kitchen. It's our hope that once it's in place, it will be able to serve D.C. Reeves and alleviate some of the uh, stress that currently Ponchatoula High has, because Ponchatoula High is our largest school, serving 19-plus mm -hmm. kids, 1,900 And then kids. they satellite to and D.C. Reeves. satellite to yeah. D.C. Reeves, which is another 700-plus mm -hmm. kids. So this would help uh, in, in providing better service to the students at D.C. Reeves. Absolutely. Um, our next building project that we have is uh, LaRanja High School. And, I, you know, I live in LaRanja, so I get this question a lot. Why are we doing a field house and some classrooms and not additional classrooms? And so, uh, you know, part of the answer to that is, first of all, you know, the field house is a need. It's the only high school in Tanshabo Parish that does not have a field house. Uh, they, they currently are sharing facilities with their girls' uh, athletics, which is not, not a good situation. And so in addition to that, the, the really, I think, the bigger picture for LaRanja area is to build a new high school. And, uh, and that would be in our next phase of planning to build a new high school close, you know, to that, that area. And uh, perhaps the junior high would move over toward the high school campus. and They would spread out a little bit there as well. But the investment in the field house would be used and would be continue to be used as long with the football field, even when the high school is relocated and a new high school is built close in that area. Uh, and it, it's currently used by the junior high sports team. It's used by the high school. It's used by the little leagues and, and, and all of that. So talk to us a little bit about the field house. And um, what I, another thing I like about the field house is that they have additional outside restrooms. Um, and, you know, because I, I've been to that facility a lot, you know, the current restrooms on that field is, are, are really inadequate for the number of people that may be at games. And so this field house will have outside access to restrooms, which will provide additional restrooms for, you know, football games. Also on Saturdays when the, the Little League is using it for football, they would have access to those outside restrooms as well. Uh, and then it also has a couple classrooms in that field house, right, Brett? Right. This is actually a three-part project. Okay. You know, it's a field house with two classrooms. Um, and uh, as you said, this is Laranja High is the only campus in our parish that does not have an athletic field house. Um, they're currently sharing um, the back half of the basketball gym area with the girls' athletics. So uh, the construction of the field house would uh, allow us to move the boys' sports out to out to the football mm -hmm. field and allow us to remodel another part of this project, remodel the back half of the gym for girls' athletics for their track, softball, things like that. Um, another part of this project is an um, external stairwell to the two classrooms that are above the gym. Mm -hmm. uh, the uh, fire marshal has pre uh, prevented us from 
using the classrooms up there because we only have one fire exit. So the construction of a second exit would allow us to have two additional classrooms that are uh, above the needed, gym. Yes, above the gym that are currently needed at this particular. Campus. So for those of you who know the Laurentia gym in that area, um, there we have the band. In, on the second floor of the gym, in the front of the gym that we use. Right. It's a big band room. But there are two additional classrooms in the back of the gym on the second floor that could be used in, uh, every day if we had the staircase and met all the fire standards and all that. And that's what we want to do here. That's correct. Yeah, is to complete out those standards so we can use that. Uh, and then there's a third piece to Laranja too, um, which is the existing locker room for the right. girls' facility. We're going to remodel the girls' facilities, and um, because it's going to be catered just to girls, we'll have uh, to put up some additional petitions in, in the bathrooms and change out uh, fixtures and things like that, so it accommodates to the uh, the girls' athletics. Uh, we're going to remodel the locker room area and the weight room area, so there's a about two hundred fifty thousand mm -hmm. dollars of this project is earmarked for that for that type of work. And that um, that locker room is behind. It's it's, a, it's on the gym, but it's on the back side of the gym. And uh, currently, it's being used by the the the, the football, the, the football. And then uh, I think they do schedule girls to go in there at different times and use the weights and different things like right. that. But it, but we want to address it just for girls' use. Right. That's right. Girls only. We'll put signs up. Girls only. <laughs> right. Um, so that's that's the uh, almost we have one more project in Kentwood, um, which is a historic building in the Kentwood in our parish and in you know adored and loved in the the Kentwood community, uh, and that is to really try to keep that building um, updated and uh, match its. That's correct. The last project on our list is the to uh, replace all the windows, the millwork, uh, the uh, the facade, the fascia uh, and stuff around the windows. The, um, the building was built in the 1930s. The uh, windows are original to the building. Uh, the, there's some uh, weather um, deterioration around mm -hmm. the uh, windows that we need to repair. So uh, there's 117 windows in this building. There, I mean, I'm talking big windows too, three by six feet size. Plus it's also the part of the project is we'll uh, replace the front door entrance of the building and modernize the front of the building so this um this project will be done one of the earlier projects it's something that uh, we can design quickly and hopefully we can get the work done this summer so by the start of the school year we can have this pro this project of phase one complete uh, it will help um, restore and maintain the building for many many years to come and where we are right now in phase one is we're, we're seeking out the best financing um, and we're trying to find the cheapest rates that we can get, um, which is actually a good time right now because interest rates are low. And so we're going to be able to really capitalize on that. Uh, and then we're working with architects and uh, finishing out some of the final designing stuff that will happen. Um, and so that happens over the next couple months, right? Well, the, some projects, the design phase could be four to six months. It okay. Be a little longer. Um, like the Champ Cooper project is going to be in the design phase a lot longer because it's a, it's a start of a three. Yeah. You know, of, of, of a, a whole, whole school. school yeah. Three. So it's going to be a little more in design where a project like Ponch to the High is pretty much known how it's going to be designed. We're just going to complete a wing. It'll be much simpler. That's correct. Yeah. Um, and so that's where we are now, and then we're moving forward, and 
and once they start moving dirt and actual construction that the usually the construction part takes about 18 months isn't that kind of the average i'm thinking design's going to be four to six months the bid process is probably 45 to 60 days and then the construction could be anywhere from 14 to 18 months mm -hmm. good well it's exciting to be able to see the new facilities uh coming up and i know it's something you know historically speaking um let's see in in 2013 we built ow dillon and then prior to that, in early 2000, about 2003, uh, we did Sumner High School. We did um, Independence Middle School. And then there was a wing at Laranja Middle School that was um, built. And then prior to that, it was probably like 93 or 92 when um, him and Westside. West so, uh, of course, you know, the issue with building is having the funds to build, right, and to add to facilities. And so... Um, and I know you have um, really looked at how to creatively um, do that so that we can do something now without asking for additional taxpayer money. So in segment three, which is our next segment, uh, I'd like for you to explain to the listeners, how are we going to pay for these almost $27 million worth of projects uh, that we're about to take on how are we going to pay for that without asking the public for more money? That's what everyone wants to know. So uh, we're going to talk about that in the next seg segment. So now we're in segment three, and we're talking about how we're going to finance these projects. Uh, that's, the, that's the question people have. Well, I thought the school system didn't have enough money. How are we going to pay for all this? So, Brett, would you tell our listeners how we plan to approach the building of these? Yes, certainly. The funding or the financing for our phase one projects is actually an extension of an existing debt we're paying right now. Right now, um, our court ordered us to build O.W. Dillon School, and we did that in 2013, and we've been paying on it, and we have a 14-year note on it. Um, it is, we've been setting aside $1.1 million of our second one-cent sales tax dedicated to paying the debt on O.W. Dillon. Now, one thing I'm really excited about, O.W. Dillon, we use... Um, the quality school construction bonds, and we got a borrow, we were able to borrow the money at less less than one third of one percent. Mm. Very small coupon percentage. The uh, bond holders for O.W. Dillon are actually getting a federal tax credit. So um, I was excited about that project and being so cheap and able mm, to borrow the absolutely. money. Absolutely. So um, we've been paying a little more, setting aside a little more each each year on O.W. Dillon that. Uh, we're be, we only have like two and a half years left to pay. Oh, that's great. So um, with that in mind, the financing for phase one projects is wrapped around that debt. So for the next two years, um, we're going to pay just the interest on the money we're borrowing. Now, part of that's going to be in the construction uh, phase. So it won't be a lot of debt mm -hmm. at first. We're going to only borrow down. If we do a bank financing, we're going to borrow the money as we go, mm -hmm. pull down on like construction draws and pay interest only. And once the construction period is over, then we'll have an 18-year note. And by then, by the time the construction period is over, we would have paid off O.W. Dillon. That $1.1 million would be available to pay principal and interest on our financing. We think the debt service with interest and principal, it's going to be about 1.5 to 1.6 million a year. Mm -hmm. And it will come from our second 
one cent sales tax. It's very exciting that we're we're able to um, you know do the most with what we have and um, and I know that we every day look for ways that we can save the public money and be good you know stewards of the taxpayers' money as well. Um, and so it's exciting times for us. And then, so this is phase one. We just went through great detail about all of the phase one projects and then also the sort of pre-phase one stuff that we have going on um, in our schools uh, that are not wrapped into the phase one project uh, list. And also with phase two, which is the next sort of um I guess, cycle of facility, um, addressing facility needs. Uh, we've contracted with CSRS, which they're master planners. And what they do is they work with educational institutions all over the state and the nation on planning uh, and building and addressing needs. And so we're working with them. They have visited all of our campuses and basically done an analysis set with every principal, um, have talked about the needs of every every school, and they're going to assist us in developing um, a phase two plan of projects. We'll do some community meetings when we get to that point. We'll vet those with the public. We'll get public input. Uh, that will be a, a, a pretty long process because we do want our public to um, understand why certain things were put as a priority and others were not. And then, you know, or maybe there's input from the public that we need to consider. So that all of that will be happening, um, you know, once we get our phase one projects off the ground. And so, um, you know, it's a busy time, especially <clears throat> Brett, for you, you know, you're overseeing all of this facility stuff. So it's a, uh, it's a huge, um, undertaking to say the least so uh, but it is exciting to be able to see as they say dirt will be moving and buildings going up and um, portable buildings we can maybe get out of the mode of using those less and less <coughs> as we move forward now miss silly one thing we're going to do during this first phase one i've asked um, our staff to maintain on our construction website uh, uh, information, pictures, documentation that par parents and public can look at on our website and see the progress going on in these projects. I, I, exactly what I was going to lead into, Brett, was um, our Facebook page and our website. So, you know, we have the Tanshipa Parish School System website. And what we want to do, as Brett's mentioned, I think that's a great idea, by the way, is to have a construction site that links on our webpage and people can look and look at pictures and see updates on where schools are and where they are in the process and, and projected times of when they would be finished for those projects. And I encourage the public to look at our Facebook page and, you know, we continually put information out there daily as well as our website. We also do newsletters, electronic newsletters uh, that we send out to the public and our parents and families. Uh, we, we use Constant Connect for that, and you can go up, go on our website and sign up to receive those. Uh, you, you can be a community member or just, you know, someone who's interested in knowing what's happening with the system, uh, and you can sign up to receive those, and those are pushed out uh, a couple times a month, and so we encourage the public to do that as well. Well, Mr. Schnaderbach, thank you for joining me today. Um, I know you're super busy and you oversee a lot of parts of our operation and support systems in the in the district, um, which is, you know, 
you know, you can't teach children without all of the support services of school food services and the facilities. And I mean, this morning I walked in your office and y'all were, you know, looking at hand sanitizers and wipes with the maintenance guys and talking about how to distribute those to schools, to teachers. So the work that you're doing and your team, I mean, we as an educator, we can't do that without the work that y'all are doing. And so we appreciate all that you and your team uh, does on a daily basis here in, in our school district. Next uh, topic for our web, uh, our uh, podcast, which is be podcast number three, uh, will be, the, I think, the first week in February. Well, I'll release that one. And on that particular podcast, we're going to talk about opportunities for our students in the, in the system. And so if you're a parent out there and you're um, wanting to know, um, you know, what kind of things can my, my child, uh, what kind of opportunity can they be a part of? And particularly, we're going to be talking about high school students, uh, but also all students. And, you know, many times um, our, what we find with our high school students is that, you know, they don't really tell their parents all of the different things that they could actually do in high school. Uh, they want to keep it a secret. So we want to share with our parents all the opportunities that our high school students have, as well as our other students uh, that they should take, a, take advantage of that are free uh, to our students. So join us next time for our uh, next podcast, which would be podcast number three. Thank you.